Uh, what kind of wine are you drinking there, Harper? Uh, Chardonnay. I don't remember the label. Okay. It looks delicious. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's fine. It's a nice golden color. How are the legs? Yeah. White wines. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold and wet. How I, mean, I like we... my ladies. Oh, God. Uh, well, yeah, it's, uh, just, uh, this, you this can find this one's gonna go. Song, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I should just move it. We should just wrap this up, right? Yeah, this, yeah. exactly. That's okay. the end of the show. And we've got okay. t-shirt. We've got t-shirt for sale. <laughs> Ooh, they say the t-shirts say cold and wet. <laughs> Are they those? What, what were those? Were those like Nike shirts back in the day where it was like the heat sensing? So people would oh, just tell when you're sir? sweating. Do you guys remember those? Yeah, I remember like um, what were those called? Um, that was just the worst idea. Yeah, because you could like put like a handprint on it, right? And that was hypercolor. Cool. Hypercolor. Hypercolor. Except yeah. it, it was awesome unless yeah, you were sweating. It's like just your armpits were just like yeah, exactly <laughs> purple just or like, something. Uh... <laughs> uh, do they still make those? There's no I way. would assume. Yeah, I would assume not. Somebody bankrupt. I mean, that company's idea. gotta be bankrupt. Um, also assuming they I'm assuming they cause cancer also probably probably <laughs> it's made out of asbestos <laughs> Nike <laughs> <laughs> I think they're called genera just so you don't get sued by Nike <laughs> okay all right fair enough <laughs> Revive. oh here we go Adidas uh, I'm just trying to come up with all the names so I don't get sued to get, yeah, get sued by multiple sued people. By all of them. <laughs> so it all gets crisscrossed. <laughs> 1992, they went bankrupt. Mm. And then they reemerged in 95 as a licensing business. So it just survived on as a license. Uh, somebody who sell their name to put on a license. Mm. Or sell their product, I guess. So. Did anybody pick that product. up, I wonder? Hold on. Mid-2020, the color-changing clothing trend was revived yet again by several online retailers selling color-changing swim trunks. So when you pee in your swim trunks, it changes They'll color? Know. They'll know. <laughs> so why do I want this? Why is this okay, the thing okay. I want? Oh. I should be able to pee in my swim trunks without anybody knowing. Remind me never to go swimming with you. <laughs> Come on, that's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we do a second sink yet? I feel no. like we have not. Okay, Should we just start again. over? I thought we ended yeah. the show already. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just what the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. Yeah. 
Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 515, coming from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss TJ Warren's injury, trades across the league, a stat of the week, and if there's time, an undegoogleable. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, Coast to Coast, like buttered toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? We are in the midst of March Madness, now bleeding into April. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well said. And from Boise, Idaho, much calmer out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. Yeah, we got our manageable madness out yeah. here. There we go. <laughs> Shout out to the doctor. Missing you this week, buddy. That's right. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Um, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you that you can support us over at uh, patreon.com slash undebeatables. If you uh, uh, join over there, you can uh, support us for as little as a dollar a month. And there's some higher tiers that get some uh, extra benefits, like access to our Slack channel and uh, koozies delivered to your door. Um, maybe, maybe uh, personally, if uh, if you're in town and it's easier than mailing it. But uh, we'll get those shipped out to you. But uh, Undebeatable, so Pacers... Uh, Nope. Patreon.com <laughs> slash undebeatables. Um, so, sort of mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, the Pacers l- gave a little press release that TJ Warren is he's done for the year. Um, he'd been recovering from the surgery and... The whole—it's just been a—it's been a question mark for for most of this season of wit, like the timeline, and um, they're just saying not not this year. So, I mean, it's nice to know, um, you know, to have some guidance on on when you know, but that it's not going to be this season. It'll it'll, it'll be next season. Um, it's a big it's a big blow to the team. You know, I think he's a, he was a huge part. I mean, last year he was you know just a just really coming into his own he was you know all bubble team and he was um he's been such such a great player for us and he's got, it's a big hole to fill um but he, he's not going to be uh playing this season you know so we, we know what we got um we we've got a hole in the roster we've got we've got a lot of talent behind us so there's there's you know plenty of guys to take it but i mean he's you know a unique talent so um, bummer to hear that. What what are your takes on this, Colson? You you seem um, you know kind of broken up about this. I am. I mean, I think it's hard to remember because I mean it was. I mean, I guess it was the bubble, but he was a flamethrower, right? I mean, he um, he's played fantastically for us since uh, he arrived. Um, he's long. He plays defense. He's a shot maker. Um, he's a good teammate. Guys like him. And it's we've watched a whole season without him, so it's 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 easy to forget that he's on our team, and um, you know, knowing he's out for the season, I think Harper, you mentioned uh, last uh, show that um, 
that can be a deflating information. Um, we ended up winning that game, but like, you know, it, it could it could be a real blow to the team. It also can be, um, you know, useful, uh, codifying maybe on some level to know this is what we have and we're not getting him back and there's no more waiting. Um, it's 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 just it's such a shame because I think it puts a cap on this on this team's ceiling uh, without him. Um, I think he potentially we've not seen Karis LeVert um, with uh, TJ Warren and this team as it was designed and hopefully put together and we won't for the rest of the season. So it's a bummer. I'm, I'm just I'm bummed. You're right. I'm, I'm broken up about it, Joe. I don't know what to do. Wait till next season. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, yeah. You can't do anything else about it. So unless you've got yeah. a miracle cure, you're ha- you're holding out on. No, I mean, I, look, I mean, um, I, I, you know, there is some sense in which, you know, he, this team, we will not see this team as it was constructed until next season. Um, I, I hope that um, this team can uh, come together and and um, have a really great rest of the season. But we won't know what we can our potential until next season now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always tough to lose your leading score. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's basketball has a lot to do with scoring points. And uh, yeah, it's a huge bummer. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, shout out to TJ, man. I'm sure he was, you know, more disappointed than anybody to find this out. Um, I mean, the good news for us is, you know, we managed to, you know, get Levert on the floor and he seems to be healthy. So. That, that that helps cover uh, some of what we've lost. Uh, but you're right. I mean, in terms of architecture on this team, um, we're, we're not complete. I mean, T.J. Warren is, I mean, I would love to see the argument that D.J., you know, McDermott is an upgrade over T.J. Warren. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's going to be really exciting to hopefully have everybody together next season and get a fresh start at this after a full off season as well. Um, right, which and, we didn't and, have. And really, you right. know, give Nate a chance to to sit down with his team and uh, you know get the reps in, and for these guys to get rested physically and mentally. So uh, next year is going to be really exciting. In the meantime, you know, th- this team has been playing better of late, and you know, it's as always next man up. We've got some guys who have really been overachieving this year, so uh, we got a lot of exciting basketball left to play. You make a good point, Harper. This has been just an exhausting season, I'm sure, on all of these guys. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, they're coming straight out of the bubble. Um, there wasn't really an off season, and then there's all these restrictions. Like they, they don't get to go out when they're in hotels. Like they don't, you know, um, there's all these restrictions on them for COVID purposes, um, and this this schedule is incredibly compressed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, uh, we can learn as much as we can from, uh, you know, of, of Bjorkren's new scheme, because on some level, we also added that on top of all of the COVID stuff. Yeah. This is, this is on some level preparatory, right. Um, to see what, what happens after a, a full off season of rest and ideally in a world that's post COVID. And uh, um, with with uh, the knowledge of, you know, a, a full season of, of Bjorkren, uh, Bjorkren's scheme under our belt um, and, a, and a full healthy team, for sure. Yeah. 
And as disappointing as it is, I mean, we can all agree for sure that we would rather have our training staff air on the side of cautions when it comes to these guys. Yes. You know, health and careers. So for sure is what it is for sure. Yeah. If that's what, you know, if that's what they landed on and, and, uh, then, you know, of course I trust their, their decision, but, uh, you know, it's a bummer, but, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you're looking out for the long term. The long term is what you care about. You know, we're, there's nothing worth it in this world for like, for, for, just this this season so yeah and it's not big or bummer for anybody more than tj so. right for sure so shout out shout out man yeah yeah he's got nothing to do but listen to our pod right now so <sighs> yeah Damn. what a world. Re- rehab is easy right yeah exactly it's, uh, <laughs> no, no sweat no sweat no sweat Ugh. um all right so we're gonna move next into um, actually, my stat of the week to preface. Oh boy, this is an the, early uh, stat of the week, Joe. It's early, um, and I need the, to do this now because one of you suckers is going to scoop me if we don't do it now. So, <laughs> fair enough. Joey, stat of the week. So this this uh, this week, um, so the trade deadline just passed, and we're going to talk a lot about um, with some of these players. Actually, we're probably not going to talk a lot about them, but. Um, Every Gary in the NBA got traded on the trade deadline. <laughs> Your name was Gary. You got traded. So your Gary stat Harris. is Gary? Gary. is Gary is the stat. I like Gary. it. Gary Harris got traded to Orlando. Gary Clark traded to Denver. And Gary Trent Jr. traded to Toronto. So That's the all top, the Garys, uh, huh? Yeah, the... the, the um, comments on reddit said it was the great gary migration of 2021 <laughs> so but um, there's well, a, a bunch of trades well i thought the the the, the stat i was going to steal was it was 23 teams were involved the trade deadline which was the most in nba history <laughs> um i did not see that but that uh yeah i mean look, look and we got like a roundup sheet and it is it is bonkers there's so much stuff that happened <laughs> Um, I mean, you guys, if, are you ready to, to dig into this? Sure. Uh, most of it doesn't matter. A lot of it does not matter. Right. Um, and I want to probably talk about those the most. We've got some <laughs> we'll just hardcore... dive into the ones that don't matter. Yeah. I mean, because I think it's you can get like analysis of the big trades elsewhere. Like, where are you going to get trades? Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Um, of uh, Well, for example. A 2025 uh, second round pick uh, from the Hornets for Brad Wanamaker and a 2022 second round pick and cash considerations. Cash. It's all about that cash, baby. Is that is that that kind of thing you want to like, dive deep into? I mean, we're just scratching the surface on that, but sure, yeah. <laughs> How about uh, uh, the Jazz get Matt Thomas and the Raptors get a future second round pick? That's that's uh steamy which uh we we you know we we've got the college you know we got a pretty good uh uh pretty good knowledge of the college scene right now we could probably start speculating about which second round pick that might that might be for sure if you want to, i would i would like the first the i'd like to that. ask you joe whether you knew that there was a, a man in the nba named matt thomas i knew that there was a matt i knew there was someone with the name thomas so basically. there you go you had it basically JaVale McGee and uh, was traded to Denver 
for Isaiah Hartenstein and two future second-round picks from the Cavaliers. Well, a personal favorite is the Celtics-Bulls-Wizards trade that involved zero people you've ever heard of. It's like 10 people. Mo Wagner, Luke Cornett. Granted, Tice moved, but like Javante Green, Troy Brown. I thought he was a football player. Daniel Gafford, Chandler Hutchinson. Like, I don't know any of these folks, but it took a whole lot of GMs in a room to get that many players moving, man. It's one of those days. Well, it didn't yeah. Cornet like his first game. He like hit like a game winner or something for the Celtics. I think he had a nice, or, or he just had a good game. I don't know. Is I this, saw him is all this over Celtics pod, man. I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I saw him all over uh, the Celtics uh, internet, which is what I, which is what I, is where just, you spend your days. Yeah. <laughs> apparently he's he's the new LeBron. Apparently. Nice. Well, here's how this is, and this is not not a huge, huge trade, but this is some some players we know. Jeff Teague moved from uh, Jeff Teague and two second round picks moved from the Celtics to the Magic for Evan Fournier. Uh, Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague has been bouncing around, but uh, yeah. it looks very much like the the Magic are in rebuilding mode. Um, <laughs> oh, I think that's oh, it. By th- you gathered that from them kerploding their team for just if you if it was if you you had a magic jersey and anyone could recognize you on the street as a magic player you're out of the city now yeah you are gone <laughs> was it four of their five starters gone yeah at least I mean I did they have starters I don't know I know Vooch was a starter and he's gone right Vooch Vooch lands in Chicago yeah. Magic end up with Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two future first rounders. That's not a bad haul. When it's no, it's all not done. Uh, but Vucevic is an all star. Like I mean, that's a that's a big pickup for Chicago. Sure. I I don't. I guess like I. The feeling I get from Chicago from the moves they're making is they think that they're better than they are. Like they mm-hmm. they think that they're like a like on the edge of being a contender and they just need something to get them over the hump. And like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like I, they're trading I mean, their future for the right. now and that's questionable. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the kind of, that's the feelings I get from their moves is like, they're all in on right now. It's like, you're, you're not good. Like, no, they're not, miles away from first tier in the East. Miles. Oh, they're, miles yeah. Miles. They're, they're not close to first tier, but I think that what they're thinking to themselves is these first with, round draft picks don't count. Well, right. with with Zach Levine right now, the way he's playing, the way he is, um, we're he's fantastic, and we need to put somebody around him. And like we're we were maybe in the play in tournament, but if we can get another all star around him, maybe we're solidly in the five or six seed. But they're trading away their future for the for the play in tournament, and they think that they're a five or a six seed. I think I think they do. I think they really believe that they're a five or six seed. I think that's what this trade was about. But that's still not good enough to trade away your future. The only way I think this could possibly make sense is if they think they could. I mean, Chicago is one of the bigger, biggest markets in the country. If you feel like you could get another superstar in in the in the open market over the summer or something like that, but yeah, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, the problem with the Chicago Bulls is they're behind the Pacers, and in front of the Pacers are the Heat, who looked excellent last year. Right, Boston, who just picked up. I hate these guys. Another just absolute stud wing defender. Right. The Hawks, who don't look like they're going anywhere. Granted, the Hornets and the Knicks may get worse. So Chicago could make the playoffs. 
but I mean, they're just, they're in no man's land. Vucevic in no way makes this team a top half of the bracket team. They're not even a 20, upset. He's a, tw- he's a 25 and 12 player. On the Magic, though, like, we've not seen him play anywhere else, but, I mean, the vibe... Dynamic, of- he is not. Right. I don't know. I think he's a playmaker at the center position. I think I think this guy... I know that we were mad that he got chosen over Sabonis, but, like, I think he's a legitimate center in this league, and you pair him with, with Zach Levine, and I think that team gets better. They get better. And, like, look, if you're going to get better for two years, and you're right, Joe, maybe they can bring in a, a you know... Uh, somebody in the offseason, uh, you know, an all-star, or maybe some of their young players develop. But, like, they now have two all-stars on their team. In the East, that's good enough to make the playoffs. Playmaker seems like a strong term for a guy who's averaged 2.6 assists over the course of his, what, nine-year career? But what's he averaging this year? It's a little bit better, right? Three? Okay. What are Jokic and Sabonis averaging? Well, right. No, 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 no. I agree that he's not the playmaker that Jokic or Sabonis are getting. I'm not saying If that. you I'm put saying... Jokic on the Bulls, they still <laughs> wouldn't be a contender. <laughs> I'm not saying they're a contender now. I'm just saying I think they got better. I think they got better. Well, but at what cost, though? Like, Alfarik Aminu and Vukovic for two first-rounders, Porter and Wendell Jr.? Like, I just, I do not understand this trade. I think they, it is bizarro to me. I don't think they because I, 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 I didn't want them to give up on Wendell Jr. Actually, I think he's still going to be a player in this league, and I hope that that's what the Magic see in him as well. Um, but maybe they don't see it. And I mean, even if you don't, just the two first rounders is dangerous for a thirty-year-old center in the NBA. Yeah, no, he is thirty. You're right. If it, it's it true. if the Magic, it wonder if the negotiations. What the negotiations were, the Magic were like, look, Chicago, we all know, the whole league knows you guys are on the edge of uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, returning to greatness, and um, you guys just need one more piece. And just You're just a piece away. <laughs> one more, we just got a piece that away. Piece. <laughs> I mean, they can't, this doesn't put them in the conversation of, of the top play, teams in the East. Of course it doesn't. But I think it puts them more in the mix for the middle ground, and that's useful. Is if it? In what way is that useful? I mean, I guess now those first rounders don't mean as much since you traded them away, right? So that's useful. <laughs> When's the last time they were in the playoffs? You know, like, I mean, that's, you know, teams are allowed to try to go for that. Sure. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they shouldn't go for it. I'm just saying don't mortgage your future. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I think I think it makes it, it I think it makes it harder I, I think so one of the reasons uh, I think it's useful to talk about this um, this trade deadline is because I think a lot of people in the East got more competitive and makes our job harder um, to get good positioning in the playoffs and I think this is one of those moves like I'm, you're right maybe long term it was a terrible move but I think it makes them better um, this season I, I mean the combination of you know, Goga Batadze, Miles Turner, and Damana Sabonis. You think I'm worried about Vooch? Okay. I love it. I love it. I, love the <laughs> I think we're fine, bro. Okay. We're fine. All right. Deal. Karis Levert on, you know, Zach Levine. Yeah. And then Malcolm Brogdon runs wild. Okay. I I'm like good. it. I'm All good. right. Feeling, I'm feeling better. This is why I come to you guys. All right. We talked about the magic enough. Um, oh, no, we didn't. Um, cause they also, not even at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My statement still um, stands, but go ahead. 
<laughs> fair well, point. Fair they point. also traded away uh, Evan Fournier, who was their starting shooting guard, um, to the Celtics, which you mentioned, yeah. which I think helps the Celtics, um, makes them better. Um, they then traded away Aaron Gordon to... And Gary uh, Clark. Clark. Don't forget about Gary Clark. And Gary Clark, Clark which, which matters. Is it Gary? Yeah. Gary Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the Denver Nuggets, which I think is a huge trade. I think Four. This is a, a Gary, uh, oh, Gary Harris. <laughs> it's a proper one-to-one Gary trade. I, I, I approve. Yeah, right, exactly. right. That makes that a fair trade, like on definition, right? right? <laughs> um, how do you feel about this trade for the, the Nuggets? I mean, we know that, that uh, the, the Magic are just kerploding. We don't care about how this makes them better. Um, how do you feel about this for the Nuggets? The right yeah, move. I mean it's it's an up. I mean it's, certainly it's an upgrade, you know. For you know, they're what Gary Harris who doesn't play for them because he's injured all the time. Well, for another guy who may not play for them because he's injured all the time. But <laughs> I mean, if you can have Aaron Gordon healthy in the playoffs, I mean, super dynamic player, right? I mean, yeah, this is what yeah. you know. This is what these these types of trades are about. It's it's talent now for for picks you know you know maybe a player and some picks so you know orlando is is collecting first round picks uh and you know like i said if you're if you're a recognizable member of the magic you know you're in denver you're you know you're elsewhere and uh yeah i mean denver the thing is denver this year has is um you know there's a lot of stiff competition out there and they they you know they're in the conversation but they they need they may need help, and I think Aaron Gordon is 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 certainly, yeah, very plus player. You know, he's he's going to be helpful. Yeah, I mean, like you said, to to get a guy like Aaron Gordon for a guy who really doesn't play, and what'll invariably be a low first rounder. I mean, it, it, it's worth rolling the dice. And that team looked just fantastic last year. I mean, they got they got Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Like they right. they, they have those guys, right? Um, this is, that's, that's a dangerous team. Dangerous. You got two standout guys, and you know, and Aaron Gordon has never quite met whatever potential people put on him. But like, he's a dynamic dunker. He's a versatile defender. He can play multiple yeah. positions. Like, I. But also, you know, the Magic are terrible. Right. Exactly. Like, he's going to a winning culture. Like, this could be, this could be fantastic. This could unlock him. He. I'm assuming he's going to come off the bench, but like. I, I think he'll see a lot of minutes. Oh, and, uh, you just sit him until the playoffs, right? <laughs> Aaron just don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. Just don't wrap get him hurt. in sur- <laughs> wrap him in bubble wrap for two months. No, I mean, I, I, I just really think you're right. I mean, Joe, you mentioned that they're the Nuggets aren't in that top tier um, necessarily. Um, with uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they are. They have an MVP candidate in Jokic, but I mean, I think. This keeps him in 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 the conversation and keeps him in the race for for a championship contender. So I, I think it was it was a great it was a great trade for them. Meanwhile, we get to play the Magic two more times this season, and I think we can probably beat them. Yeah. Do you have more Magic uh, trades you want to talk about, or is that? I, mean, uh, is that I think that's most of the Magic trades. Yeah. Maybe those draft picks are really going to have to show up on the floor this year for them to steal any more games for us. Suit up those draft picks. <laughs> Um, here's another one that I think I think was interesting. Um, former Pacer Corey Joseph moves from Sacramento 
to Detroit. Um, oh, so Corey Joseph and two second round picks um, for Delon Wright uh, going to Sacramento. Oh. Uh, how is how is Corey Joseph not better than Delon Wright? How does he have to be two second round draft pick? Like this hurts my feelings. Corey Joseph is awesome, oh, and it also your feelings. Yeah, and also he's moving from Sacramento to Detroit. Like basically, his life sucks. This is awful for Corey Joseph. He's one of my favorite Pacers of all time. This is so lame. I'm so mad. How is he not better than DeLon Wright? I mean, some of it's not, you know, some of it's just money, man. He has a big contract. And you sent him to effing Detroit. I mean, Mm. I don't have to tell you. Sorry, man. Okay, well. I guess I don't respect DeLon Wright enough. He's like a good metrics guy. Sure. So it's Corey. Well, maybe Corey Joseph. But you know what? Corey Joseph is a really good locker room guy. I'll tell you that. I've seen yeah. that in real life. In in the Pacers locker room. Sacramento's yeah. not that sold on it. <laughs> I don't think Sacramento's locker room is sold on anything. Sold on Darren Fox. And how many games have they won? I don't know. More than Detroit. <laughs> More than Detroit. Yes, that's Does, true. Uh, do either of <laughs> you care about uh, PJ Tucker heading to the Bucks? That was a uh, yeah a week or so ago. Dude, I hate that. I hate everything about that. <laughs> PJ Tucker fan. Ugh. He's just such a hard-nosed little player. Like they don't yep. need more toughness on that team. Right. I hate that trade. <laughs> yep. I'm with you exactly. Like he just does the little things. He's that kind of guy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And a savvy move from from the Nets GM too. They know that if things go well, they're gonna go ahead and find their way to Brooklyn at some point in the playoffs. And they know that PJ Tucker is a good guy to have on your team to mark up against James Harden. He's seen him a time or two in practice. So, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I, I think a savvy, savvy play from, Fair enough. from Milwaukee. That that could pay some real dividends. Oh man. We got uh, the Blazers making a move. Uh, yeah, they did. So the Raptors uh, sent Norman Powell in return for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. It is a one-way Gary trade, so you know a little suspect, but uh, <laughs> it probably is wrong. Yeah, I don't know how that made it through the trade machine, but uh, the, the league approved it. It looks like. <laughs> what what are the Harper? What are the Blazers going to do uh, with this trade? So I, I, I will tell you that uh, friend of the show, Nico, big Gary Trent fan. Mm. So I'm not sure he's going to be happy with this. I Look, I, everybody on the show really likes and respects Norman Powell, the kick and play mm-hmm. ball. He's, for sure. he's, he's a guy you want on your team for sure. I also dislike Rodney Hood. Mm. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I think this is a good trade. The three-point shooting that Gary Trent was bringing them at times was, was really special. But... Overall, Norm Powell is going to be a great fit with that team. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's going to do the little stuff. Again, just a hard-nosed basketball player, understands the game. It's going to be a good fit. Um, I think Norman Powell uh, makes Portland better, um, and I, I'm not sure why the Raptors do it, honestly. But um, 
trade to make a trade. I don't know. I think Norman Powell is going to be a fantastic addition to a to a guard lineup. I mean, you're just going to have like three guys that can handle the ball, that can share the ball, that can score, uh, that can score off the dribble. Um, I don't know. I just think that that's they they become more devastating from the guard spot. So good on Portland. Yeah, solid trade. We got there's another one here. It's a three way trade. I don't care about hardly any of the players except for. <laughs> George Hill, who who ends George up on, on the 76ers. Mm. Um, that's a t- I mean, that's a to me that's a you know you've got a, a, a proven uh, playoff you know uh, you know guard that who's got you know lots and lots of experience and he's you know he's not going to start but he's going to you know he's going to be somebody you can throw on the floor and and you know keep bad things from happening. I'm a little shocked you didn't rip off all the names in this trade because this was definitely the funnest name trade you at the deadline. Go for it if you, if you want to do Iggy it. Iggy Brasdikas, <laughs> Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier. Come on, man. Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers. Good stuff. Um, now, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, of course, it's about George Hill. And he does help that 76ers t- team <laughs> i mean they've been they've been a little short at the point guard and ben simmons has not always been a natural fit there so big win for the sixers for sure yeah i mean and, you know uh, george hill played well in the playoffs last year i mean he's yeah i mean he's he's just a vet you're right he's just gonna not screw stuff up and that's uh if you can get 15 to 18 minutes out of a guy not screwing stuff up in the playoffs like that matters <laughs> So it was a good trade. Re- good pickup re- for him. Been reunited with Dan Burke too. Don't nice. uh, don't forget that. Nice. True. Good point. Um, I think this one this one to me is interesting. You've got uh, the the uh, Atlanta Hawks and Rajon Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams and two second round picks. Yeah. What the hell? It's like a loose cannon swap. But again, I don't understand how Rondo is worth more than Lou Williams. Why does why did he have to have two second round picks? What did he do last year? What did I mean? I, Rondo won a championship. <laughs> okay, but what, what has he Williams done this do? year? Yeah, I scored a bunch of points off the bench. And his team got blowed out. And was terrible. Yeah, and then Kerr blowed in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this is the Clippers trying to get better for the playoffs. They're saying Lou Williams can't do it in the playoffs. Let's get rid of him. They're saying so we'll give we you have two round. They're two saying first. we need starters, not bench guys. Is what they're yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and Lou also Williams was like six man of the year, wasn't he? Or, or no, he wasn't. His his teammate uh, was, but like the year before that, he was. Yeah. So. I mean, you could also make a really good argument that this is. I mean, go find me a better defensive one, two, three in the history of the league. In the mm. history of the league. I mean, Ray John, Rondo, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard are probably all going to the Hall of Fame, and, you know, defense comes up first. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, they're, they're going to be tough to play against if they can not kill each other. Well, and playoff Rondo is a real thing. Like, it really is a thing. He plays fantastic in the playoffs. And- or he quits on his team and gets bitched out by Rick Carlisle. Oh, that's that's well, right, so sure, rarely happens. If there's that. Yeah, I mean, that, that, only that one or two times. 
Can Kawhi corral him in the same way that LeBron did? He might have his I'm hands full with Paul no. George. I'm going to guess no. <laughs> we have two natural non-leaders so trying to <laughs> well, yeah Paul George is not taking care of that maybe that's why they brought him in maybe they just want it to be Rondo's team now maybe that's yeah, the plan yeah. there you go oh there's gonna be some because they don't have a team leader I the uh the post-game interviews are gonna be fun after this one where they're uh just blaming everybody for everything I I can't wait for some fireworks I'm really hopeful here <laughs> um do you guys want to take a, a quick break and we'll come back? There's still there's still more trades, so um, take a quick there's more break. More trades, yeah, sure. All right, let's. But uh, I got to say, Izzy Bragdikus. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy Brad's Braz. That dude's definitely a muppet, right? Like he's not an NBA player. <laughs> Braz Dikus. Yeah, let's take a let's take a quick break. I'm gonna do some. Uh, uh, pronunciation exercises and we'll be back in the in the second half wes iwundu iwundu wes iwundu kelly odlinick <laughs> isaiah hartinson stain cash considerations <laughs> katie lalane that's not a pop singer chandler hutchinson is definitely a made-up white person name he definitely belongs to my country club <laughs> Chandler Hutchins <laughs> alright I'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> From the break, Colson. Joey, I've been uh, told. Joey, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, quick, quick update. Um, Chandler Hutchinson is not uh, a, a made-up white person that uh, is in uh, Harper's Yacht Club. Huh? Yeah, he's actually a real NBA player. Okay. Um, he's not white. He's a six-seven power forward. Um, who uh, and and Harper probably should have known this. Uh, went to Boise State. Oh, uh, was the uh, Mountain Western uh, Conference uh, Player of the Year in 2018. Also, made the All Defensive Team, and uh, is also uh, the newest member of the Washington Wizards. So that will uh, help Jason as he roots for his terrible, terrible team. The Washington Wizards, but now they're awesome. They're they're better for sure. I mean, you know, they 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 got better today. 
So, shout out. I should I should probably apologize to uh, Caddy Lelang, not Katie. <laughs> eh, whatever. C A D Y. You know, it is pronounced Caddy per basketball Caddy. reference. Which, like, uh, honestly, not that much better a thing to name your kid. It's like the weird guy who like helps out the golfer. Yeah. Who's helpful, for yeah. sure. And and also, if you are uh, Tiger Woods caddy, you made a million dollars. Yeah, his name's Steve Steve Williams, and, and he, he does definitely quite well. made many millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> he actually he got traded for Marquise Chris. Like there was a time when I was really high on Marquise Chris, but yes, yes, I was as well. Apparently. Now he just gets moved around. Yeah, apparently he's just a pawn now, which is too bad. I hope that kid comes into his own at some point. He's got a lot of talent. Well, if we if you're gonna come out of the break uh, non traditionally, then I think I will too. And hit you with the second stat of the week. What? Bum, no, bum, bum. you only do you only do one stat of the week, Joe. Listen, Jason's not here. All the rules are out. <laughs> we we can do whatever He's, we want. I, no, Harper's the enforcer, not Jason. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna shut Harper. you up, Colson. What am I gonna do? That's <laughs> now okay, we're talking. Right. Now we're talking. Law laid down. Uh, All right, Harper says it's okay. You can do whatever you want. Listen, anytime I see a number come across my screen, you know, my my, <laughs> my little eyes perk up. <laughs> Joey, stat of the week! And then I saw a name uh, paired with a number, and the name was Popovich. Greg Popovich is the third coach in NBA history to win 1,300 regular season games and Holy crap that he, is a lot of games it's a lot of games and he's just 36 away from passing don nelson to take the way the late the lead um permanently well to put him in number one who's number two number two lenny wilkins 1332 so he's. 30. I mean, I know all our listeners knew that, right? Because I sure, mean, you're just. Why wouldn't you have the two winningest coaches as Don Nelson and Lenny Wilkins? They're all bunched. So, up. I mean, it's written on your wall in you know Sharpie, right? We get it. Yeah. You have uh, to just cross some people off though, because uh, Pop's coming for you. Yep. So Lenny Wilkins and Don Nelson. This year is probably a stretch, but next season, uh, he should get there. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Congratulations, Mr. Popovich. That's amazing. That's an incredible number. (laughs) It is. certainly is. A lot of games. Um, That's a lot of games. So, so for reference, the, the second, so the second highest active coach behind Popovich is Doc Rivers, who has 975, which is, you know, a, a large number as well. Um, Rick, sure, but Rick, I mean Rick yeah. Carlisle is uh, third at eight seventeen. Mm-hmm. Nick McMillan uh, at that. Nate McMillan twenty first all time, two behind Mike D'Antoni. Total. Hmm. Well, I mean the way that they're uh, the Hawks are winning right now. I mean basically since he took over, they're just they just uh, have they lost a game. He's just on fire. So I think maybe he'll uh, take over Pop here in uh, two seasons. They're no longer losing games. Solid math. Solid. Also of interest, Frank Vogel, number 50th all-time 
on the coaching list. 385. He's got a ring. He's got a ring. Also, Don Nelson has zero conference championships and zero championships. So <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> to be the winningest regular season coach into a never even, like, ugh. Does Lenny Wilkins have a ring? I don't feel like he does. He has one ring, yeah. Two conferences and one ring. Yeah. Uh, What was his ring? With who? Um, His wife. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. That's good good enough answer. Was that as a coach or as a player? (laughs) It looks like as for the Sonics, he coached. Ah. 78-79. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, he was the coach of the 78, uh, yeah, Sonics. Okay, yep. got it. So. Yeah, that predated even me. Right. So. All right, well, shout out to, to Popovich. He's been, uh, he's been yeah, doing shout out. super good work for, obviously, a, a super long time. So, well done. Yeah. Um, Joey's not gay, uh, but he would definitely have sex with Popovich. I mean, we'd, we'd start up. We'd cuddle, you know. We'd, we'd, we'd <laughs> like maybe spooning. I'd like to. I'd like to talk to that guy. He's. Uh, I mean, yeah. On many I mean, fronts. If he landed big. on, you know, Catherine's, you know, cheat sheet, mm. wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad. Right. <laughs> All right, there's there's some other interesting trades that happened at the deadline. Um, I think the big one is uh, Victor Oladipo moving to Miami. It was not long for the Houston world. Did anybody was anybody um, did anybody else's jaws hit the floor when when Victor Oladipo ended up in Miami? <laughs> Be a negative. Went for uh, Kelly Olynyk in Avery Bradley and a draft swap. And Houston finally won a game. After he left. <laughs> did they did they lose every game that they while he was there? No, 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 no. He they won a couple games when he first got okay. there. Okay. And but then, then then they then they continued to lose. As things went like really games. badly. Right. Like it was like twenty games. It was a lot. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was bad. Um, I Look, uh, this is where Old Depot wanted to end up, so I'm happy for him. I mean, he was talking to the Miami players as a pacer, saying, hey, can I get on your squad? How do I get on your squad? Um, so yeah. we've kind of known he needs to get there. Um, took a real uh, long roundabout way to get there, and honestly – this trade doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I mean, I know that um, the Rockets offered him a, an extension and he didn't want it. Um, I don't know that Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley and uh, draft swap is worth a potential all-star, although he hasn't been an all-star for a couple weeks. Well, <laughs> a couple seasons. It was far and away the best offer they got, so they took it. Well, yeah. If they'd had a better offer, they would have taken it. 100%. Right. I mean, this is what they got. That is what his market value is. So wow. Wow. Are you? I mean, I'm, no so, I'm so glad we got Karis LeVert out of this thing. I mean, me? you know what I'm saying? I do not want a Linux and Bradley in a draft swap. Like, nope. we got, we, 
we duped the hell out of the rockets on this. We this pulled the record at the right time. Yes, we did. And now Oladipo's on the uh, on the heat where's where he wanted to go, but we didn't have to mess with all this nonsense. Yeah. We got ourselves I mean, Karis LeVert. It could be argued that we pulled it way too late, but we got out of it so well. So well. like roses. God, I mean, dude, like, why didn't on some level, why didn't the Rockets just take Karis LeVert? Why did they give him to us? Like, this is yeah, I'm, we I'm, didn't have any interest in that. <laughs> well, no, no, but like in the original, like. 15 team trade or whatever that went down um we we snuck in and grabbed Karis Levert um the Rockets didn't necessarily have to trade us Oladipo for Levert like I don't understand why they did this um in retrospect if they're only going to get back Olenek and Avery Bradley like this is this is fantastic I mean the the, the problem for the Rockets (laughs) is they got no Draft picks, right? Are they got a draft right. swap with swap. a really good a good team, team. right? Like a that's team that's going to that... be better than them. Yeah, the Rockets are definitely going to have the worst draft pick. Right. I mean, they're they're exploding. It makes no. It is terrible trade from Houston yeah. by any metric. They just really wanted Victor off of their team. It seems like, which is unfortunate. Right. You know, I I really like Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's apparently made himself, at this point, a guy you don't want on your team. And if you're a Miami fan, you have to worry a little bit about the combination of Jimmy Butler, who might be a hard guy to play with, and Victor, who may or may not be a hard guy to play with. So We don't know. I, I think Spolstra is one of the five coaches that matter in the NBA. I think he's really good. Um, there's a thing called heat culture that, you know, you've got to play hard or you don't play. Um, I, I think there is a chance that um, Oladipo could fit in really well with this. I mean, team, he's he's been wanting to go there for a long time, and there's got to be a reason for it. Um, it's it's potentially that this is really good for the, the – the, he didn't give anything up. I mean, Olenek was mm-hmm. a rotation player mm-hmm. for them, but, like – um, I also hate Olenek, so. Yeah, and I and I don't, I mean, you know, I mean, I know he, he's won some games for them this season with, you know, with some three-pointers and all that stuff. Like, he's been valuable to them, but, like, I don't think that, I mean, maybe they get too small. I mean, I, I just, I, I do feel like if Oladipo can be 75% of what he was in his All-NBA uh, season with us like he really helps them because he's their third or fourth guy like this could be this could be great for the heat uh the heat went to the you know the freaking finals last year and they've upgraded um i think i think in any measure oladipo is an upgrade over olenic i mean as long as he's healthy that's very difficult to argue with the other trade that the heat made was uh okay Sure. For, uh, Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. So they get a little size and some shooting out there. And importantly, the Miami Heat were able to negotiate a trade for a guy that clearly, like, they were on each other's radars, right? So they managed to get him without trading Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. Right. right? Which they is didn't what have everybody to trade was Kendrick speculating. None. <laughs> right? right. Like, right. Or, are, or, the, or Drogic. Or whatever, yeah. I mean... They didn't give up 
any of their major players. They gave up nothing of note. And so if Vic gives them anything and if Bialicia fits in, um, yeah, this is, this is a huge upgrade. Um, they're a dangerous team, but that's not a surprise. The only surprise is how poorly they've played thus far in the season, given how good they were in the bubble last year. Well, so, yeah, but, I mean, we'll Jimmy Butler has been around. injured for, you know, most of the first half of the season, and when he came back, they went, you know, 9-1 and one for a 10-game stretch. They've not played as well since then, especially with us beating them, but, like, Yeah, they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. They've lost six straight. Yeah, but They've lost that, six they won, straight right now. Right, but before that, they won 9 of 10. So, I mean, they, they, they're, they're a dangerous team. They're still dangerous. I agree they're dangerous, but they're super inconsistent. Super inconsistent. I agree. That's, there's, they're certainly not, like, if you'd have asked me at the end of last year, they'd have been the odds-on favorite to come out of the East. And oh, they just I think I, I picked broken. them, I think there's the, the second or third seed. Yeah. They just look broken. Yeah. But again, a lot of that was Jimmy Butler's injury. Like I, And th- now they're going to have to integrate, you know, a dominant uh, ball handler in Oladipo, um, you know, and if he can play off the ball and all that stuff, they, they have a ton of ball handlers on this team. So it's going to be interesting to make all this work. If it does work, it'll be really devastating. If, if, if Oladipo can provide, um, you know, it can be healthy and, and, and can integrate, it'll be fantastic. But you do wonder if they have too many ball handlers and not enough big guys, not enough shooters. So we'll see. We'll see. I I think they've improved. I think Oladipo improves any team he goes to. Um, just from my experience as a Pacer uh, fan, uh, I think they'll get better, um, which doesn't help us because we're fighting with them for positioning. So um, that pretty much sums up, I think, the the, the trades of interest. Um, I don't know. If, uh, did we talk about Trevor Ariza? And we talked about Trevor Ariza and Myers Leonard um, trade a week or two ago, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, you know, the the thing is, is the Pacers didn't make a trade, except they did, right? Like we made our trade deadline trade for Karis Levert just a month earlier, and um, I think we agreed that at the time that it was the right trade, and I think you can sort of feel like this is our trade deadline and uh, now getting Karis LeVert back. Like uh, this puts us in a different conversation. All these people moved all these pieces around and we've had time to, to sort of already integrate our guy. And, and uh, maybe we, we have a jump on all these other teams that are, they're doing things and, and, and maybe we can still, uh, you know, make some noise in the East. We'll see. Yeah, that seems. Uh, I mean, that seems relatively accurate. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, getting getting Levert back and and um, yeah, the Pacers not not participating in this, uh, not on on draft. Or, I'm sorry, uh, deadline day. You're, you're right, but uh, um, but I mean, to me, that's like that's some confidence, particularly when it was you say 23 teams were uh, involved. Um, you know, Pacers sat where they are and and uh 
So we're, we're, we're good with what we got. We, you know, we got some things to develop. Or, or they're just saying, like... My team is on the floor. Or or they're saying, like, we have no assets that anybody wants. That's another option. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not the case. Um, Joe, I do have uh, not a trade, but a uh, free agent signing that I'd like to, to go over real quick. Sure. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was waived by the Spurs and signed by the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Lame. How upset should I be at this point? Or does it matter anymore? I mean, LMA's he's a good, good, he's a good guy to have on your team. He, he still has some juice. Right. He still can hit that mid-range jumper. Um, he still can. I mean, he's a big body. I think I think the wingspan is like seven seven or something like that. He's like insane. He's he's gonna disrupt people defensively. Um, you now have on this squad. Um, I mean, I don't know if if maybe the the all stars from two thousand fifteen or sixteen. Um, you've got like five of them or six of them, right? You got DeAndre Jordan, uh, Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, it's like the some other guys. Fun. It's like the heroes of yesteryear. But like the thing is, is they don't have to be great anymore because they've got um, you know Harden, Kyrie Irving, um, and uh, Durant doing whatever the hell they want. So these these big guys just have to like clean up the mess and hit open jumpers. Like I, I feel like on some level. Um, this is sort of like a, uh, a you know when you cheat in the in the video game and you just like sort of like force a trade and you get all these players on this thing like are are these are, are they are the nets the odds odds on favorite now to uh get to the finals to play the the lakers or the clippers they or maybe were. they were anyway but i mean we're just i feel like are they now the odds on favorites to win the whole thing then well, I mean, maybe if not for the move that pissed me off more than that one, which was Andre Drummond to the Lakers after his buyout. Yeah. Yeah. Andre Drummond's better than LaMarcus Aldridge. I agree. At this point in their careers. I mean, he's just a big bruiser. Like, certainly he's got weak spots, but as long as you don't play in the last two minutes of any quarter. Because he can't hit free throws. <laughs> like, yeah, he's they, a bruiser who cleans up glass, right? They've got other players to do that. Exactly. Right. Right. You can bring in, yeah, Kuzma in the last two minutes or whatever. Yeah. And having LeBron on your on your team is already a cheat code. Right. And and Anthony Davis as well. He's as long as guy. they're both healthy, they're the odds on favors to get there. I still believe that, even with all of the moves that, uh, you know, the West made. But this this Nets thing, I'm just I'm just starting to get. Start get real angry. I, I would like. I mean, uh, like I know that the Pacers don't have a shot to win a title right now, right? Like I know ever. that that's not the case, <laughs> ever. But but like, if we're just going to be in a situation where we can just stack one team like this, like this is stupid. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Just... It's never happened. The Celtics and the Lakers, like, it's a brand new phenomenon. <laughs> Very strange happenings. Fair enough. The, the Chicago Bulls of the 90s and the... I mean, the, the uh, Chicago Bulls were an aberration. I mean, they did have, like, the two best players in the NBA. Because they made some moves. As a general rule, it's been L.A. and Boston. Right, 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 right. 
Well, and then, uh, well, of course, we had the Warriors for a while. That was the cheat code. Another California team with unlimited right. amounts of money and fan base. Right. And now we've got the Washingtons in the mix. Wait, the who's? <laughs> they, they were less bad for a little bit of time. I just assumed it. I assumed that small sample size was going to continue forever. Mm, mm. Yeah, big markets have a huge advantage, it turns out. Yeah, they just uh, keep picking up uh, all stars. We should it's fight so that by by running some long term stuff by just getting more people to the city, Indianapolis. I think that's the only way we're going to fix this problem. Yeah, I mean, I've pulled all of the COVID I can into this city, but with <laughs> no, the, I mean, with the uh, March Madness, okay. I've done everything I can. All right. I'm glad you in. clarified that instead of sounding like a uh, uh, somebody who was. You know, maliciously negligent. Just um, one man super spreader. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wear a mask all the time. But I just, uh, I've, I've seen a few folks come into town. I'm saying we need, we need uh, people who live here, taxpayers, mm. residents. Right. We need a couple more million people. So whatever we got to do to do that. Start having babies in Indianapolis. Yeah, get to work. And in, in get just on it. 40 short years, we can win a championship. <laughs> That's, when we're when we're the like 12th largest city in the United States, aren't we that already? Yeah, Come on. Come on. Let's just let's let's. let's. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to have a lot of babies in Indianapolis. Get on it tonight. If you're listening to this show, I want you to go home and have sex, unprotected sex tonight. That's what I want. Okay. It's time to uh, wrap this. That's, Damn it. Yep. Wrap this show yep. Up. Walked right into that. <laughs> no, that's on me. That's on that's me. That's on you. Well, it's still on Colson, but <sighs> that's definitely on hey, it. Yeah. I will that's always. On. Yeah, I'll always take it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> no, not comments anymore. Uh, we'd like to thank you for listening. I also apologize to you for listening. <laughs> Don't apologize for this. This is podcast gold. You can find us and uh, send complaints to at Undebeatables on Twitter. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there where you can tell us the, how we disappointed you. We go shout out at TheUndebeatables.com as an email address uh, where you can send uh, whatever you want to us. Uh, we've got a t-shirt for sale on the website slash store. Uh, just the just the unbeatable shirts, not the cold and wet shirts that uh, Colson's been pushing for. <laughs> for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and the once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sinclair. Turn out the lights, the party's over. You dropped uh, Sumner from the uh, from the sign out, the sign off. Yeah, no, I mean, we didn't discuss him this week. Whatever. He's dead to me. <laughs> Three days. <laughs> no, I'm it's really excited for list. Sumner. It's, it's a fluid fluid list. <laughs> but the Messiah list is very fluid to Colson. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I feel like you're really ripe for, like, a, uh, you know recruitment to a cult you just you're really into whatever messiah lands in front of you for sure yeah no i mean whatever i mean actually you could uh joey just have him send us uh 
their pitches for uh, the cult. And I'll just read them all. See if I can just join one. Oh, you're saying like just put out a call to say. Yeah, have the listeners send in their okay. yeah their recruitment for cult. cults. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll look them over and see what sounds best to me. Okay. Because I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. Whatever. <laughs> right. So you're so you're not actually getting recruited unwillingly. You're just going to go out and look for your favorite. Cult. I'm going to choose my own cult. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. This seems like a. Good I want to go in with eyes wide open. You know. He's a discerning cultist. He's a dis- very discerning cultist. <laughs> What are you? What are you gonna do for me? <laughs> Which is probably the name of the pod. 